0: All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of Equation of Excellence. I am here with one of my favorite humans, the best looking Utah on the planet, and just a wonderful, wonderful dude, Saunders Schroeder. Welcome to the show, my friend.
1: Thanks, Rob. Happy to be here with the oh, best cool. looking person in Austin. Oh, it's, a more, it's a little more competitive, though. You know, <laughs> Austin is more competitive. <laughs> you know. um, how long have you been in Utah? I mean, pretty much my whole life. Really? Never lived anywhere else. Well, I did. I did the whole Mormon mission for two years. So okay. on the on In, the road. Indiana, remember?
0: Yes, you were. I was being the gen and you were knocking on the doors trying to share the, <laughs> the gospel. <laughs> it's on so the doors.
1: interesting. Yeah. So yeah, Indiana's pretty much. I mean, I guess technically New Hampshire when I was three. But uh, oh, that
0: no. there—that's where you get that from. Live free or die, baby. <laughs> let's go, powerful New Hampshire! Um, you have such an interesting career arc, so I want to get into that a little bit, and then I also want to get into what you're doing now with Buffed Energy. I'm really um kicking myself for not going in on that with you. That is, you are doing some really cool stuff there. But before that, let's let's lay the groundwork for the people. Um, yeah, tell me a little bit about your career arc because you went to BYU, you played football there, um, and then. You bought a big fancy house, blah, blah, blah. I'm telling your story for you. So give, give, give the people that, give the listeners what they want, the, the insight into
1: the depths of the soul of Samba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. So I actually started my first e-commerce business 12 years ago. And so that's that's kind of oh, what got me. Oh, I didn't know me. this. Yeah, it was called what No was Name. It? No, that's a good name. It was a KNO in parentheses in the name on the outside. It was, it was a pretty sweet brand. We kind of wanted to be like the, I don't know, like the the unbranded brand, and so that was kind of like so our, good. yeah, our goal. I mean, if you think back then, like we were still kind of in like the Abercrombie, Aeropostale, yeah. you know, like er- logos just plastered all over everything, yes, and so yes. we actually would like hide our logo on like our clothes, and then like our first product was a a watch with the mirror face, and so yes. what you always saw was like a reflection of you or what you were doing, and so it was oh, a pretty sweet little that's brand. A bar. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that was fun. And then yeah, at the same time I was training to play college football. So yep. I never officially was on the team. I got I got all the swag and all of that, but I blew my knee out literally two weeks before it was going to be official. So
0: And you were a unit at the time too. I mean you're still a unit, but you're a big boy. Were you six three, six four, something like that? 6'4".
1: 6'4", ish, give or take. I mean back back then I was six four, like two thirty five. But you were you were Bone was, and muscle. I was, yeah, I was, I was, I was pretty jacked. So,
0: how did yep. you deal with? That's pretty hard to deal with. Uh, to be a high performer and then deal with such a catastrophic in- injury because you just there's nothing you can do, right? It's just rest. Like it's just there. Yeah. It's not rehab. It's nothing. It's just like, dude, you're kind of fucked.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the issue was I strained or sprained. I can't remember which one was which, but. My ACL and L C L. And so mm-hmm. when I went in, you know, to get it like scoped and looked at, they're like, <laughs> What we can do is well they're like, we're either gonna have to cut this, yeah, and then reattach it. Um, because it had been lengthened in one spot and then shortened yep. in another. Yep. Um or you just like rehab it, you know, for the rest of your life, kinda of thing. Yeah. So I call it like the greatest thing that never happened to me. Um, because then I was able to like focus on my e-commerce brand and just like go all in on that where I was kind of splitting time because I was training like three times a day, morning, G- afternoon, at night, and then fitting in, working on my brand between that. So yeah, so it was good. I mean, and then that's yeah, worked on that for a couple of years and then ended up going and working for a digital marketing agency. Um I I just went Funny enough, I met like the two founders there at like a startup weekend event, which okay. is where where you go and essentially start a business from nothing to something yep. in like fifty hours, um, like a hackathon, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so yeah, we started like a little business together, and then I saw on Twitter the CEO was looking for an executive assistant, and I'm like, I'm like I feel like there's something special about this company, but I feel overqualified to do this, but I don't know. I feel like I need to do it, so I, yeah. I started as the executive assistant and just sat with the CEO day in and day out and just listened to him on like all the sales calls I was answering all of his emails doing his laundry and or dry cleaning and washing his car as well you know but but then that only lasted for two months and then they moved me into well funny enough there was one day he was late Robert can relate relate with this being late (laughs) Um, well played sir So yeah, one, there was one day he was late and he's like, look, I can't take this sales call. Can you take it? And so I jumped on, took it, you know, pitched them. It was a, it was called national parks, um, reservations. I don't know, more or less back then it was a directory to find all like the hotels and resorts around national parks. Yeah. I'm Um, talking, I actually know what it is. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so I pitched them like this crazy content idea, like this awesome. Interactive map where you click on like Zion National Park and then it like populates all like the hotels and like things to do and they're like that's amazing so I ended up closing them for like 10k a month Mm -hmm. and the the CEO was just like pumped you know and so so then that moved me into that sales and marketing business development function within the company I mean then I I don't know I was probably like employee number you know 17 or 18 so it was a pretty small company Um, lots of people like still going to BYU and stuff but. Yeah. So then I went from that to all of a sudden I was pitching companies like ESPN, Disney, Dell, yeah. Adobe, Time Warner, flying all over the country, kind of doing like a nerdier version of Don Draper. And yeah, <laughs> that got me like introduced to uh digital marketing. I was just creating these massive marketing campaigns that we would get to go viral on Reddit. And then we'd build up their SEO. And, you know, we got Dell ranking for like the hardest B2B, um, search terms and stuff. So mm-hmm. it was a, a good exposure to content marketing, viral marketing, SEO, all of that. So yeah. That's then, so interesting. I don't know. You want me to keep going? <laughs>
0: a little bit because you ended up, I mean, I didn't know any of this, which is insane. And I, uh, weirdly enough, I actually had a, a parallel experience where um, I used to work at a company called On It, and I was Aubrey's right hand man. And so I was doing yeah. the, essentially the same thing where there was like some very high value activities. And then there was also like, you know, (laughs) shoveling shit kind of stuff, like assistant work, candidly. And so it was definitely, uh, but I I do think that is so helpful for young folks to get around people that like just have that it, like for whatever you think of Aubrey, Aubrey has the it, like he was just a top floor marketer, commands a room, like manages people well, like. I learned so much from that job It was really hard job to be fair, like I would never because I was a 24 seven kind of thing. I'll never do a 24 seven type of thing. Again, I I remember and I love Aubrey. He's a crazy human. But I still remember one time it was like 1130 at night. He calls me up and he's like, Hey, Rob, because he I think maybe I got it from him probably but he would like get to the airport and just kind of try and walk on the plane like he he did not like to get to the airport with time. And so he had just bought his uh, beautiful ranch in Sedona, and was driving back to Phoenix to fly back. He's like, Hey, dude, I don't think I'm going to get back in time to drop the car off. So I'm just going to leave the car in the garage, <laughs> at the airport. <laughs> can you figure out how to get somebody to pick it up? I'm just like, dude, it's 1130 at night. And I'm so like, so I figured all this, thing. it ended up all working out. But, uh, That's there's amazing. definitely, yeah, yeah, there's definitely some, some war stories we can talk more about on <laughs> offline, but I do think there's a certain aspect, especially when you're younger, cause you just don't have the cost structure or ideally you don't have the cost structure that you're going to have, you don't have the obligations that you're going to have as you get older. Older, you know you might have a partner you might have like these things and yeah. so being able to kind of do take an economic hit at the beginning but be paid in essentially knowledge which again be very very wary of that where i wasn't hired that way like but yeah. um i think that's a really smart move for you and i, I didn't know that and then so yeah. now you're pitching all these campaigns when do you make the 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 leap to the big show because you, yeah, you, yeah. you you were running the show for a little bit
1: Yeah, I mean, that was honestly that experience was so invaluable. And and I got to like a a place where I had a pretty, I mean, I would say for a 24 year old, a pretty amazing comp plan, you know, so I was making really good money. But I think I always saw myself as a marketer, you know, and like really pushing growth. And so I think me being in like a sales role and and handling some marketing functions for the agency itself. But I don't know, I, I I would always get annoyed because all the account managers or the marketers there would always kind of just like, like shit on me. Like I'm not a marketer and I just, pitch, yeah. you know, these big ideas. So yeah, I think that was a little bit of like my fuel. And, and so I, I had the opportunity to go and run a sister brand um, for an e-commerce company that was doing about 30 million. Okay. Um, long story short, they went through a very, very rough rebrand and lost 80% yeah. of traffic and just like a terrible migration. So they fired the entire marketing team, there was probably like 12 people. And they had me come in, fill in on marketing. So I replaced it was me and another social media girl. And so all of a sudden, I went from like, you know, trying to build up this sister company, you know, for a month to like running this marketing that was, um, you know, there were 5 million email subscribers, for example, like massive numbers. That's where I got started in Facebook ads, you know, so that was a you know, about a decade ago. And, yeah. you know, we were seeing like a 30X ROAS, you yeah, know, then. The golden but, era, baby. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, man, what are we doing here? You know, yeah, and then yeah. I got our affiliate campaign started and that was driving, you know, a few hundred grand a month. Like it just, it was cool because I was able to pull all of the levers. I think yep. to some degree, though, it kind of has handicapped me in a way where I've just gotten used to doing everything. And so it's hard for me to like, Scale and like higher. I mean, from our experience, you can you know see that as well. I just like to always have my hands and things, but yeah. So I, I went and did that. Then I went and started the Facebook ads um, product or service at another agency and yep. was able to grow that into about a ten million a year business, yep. um, if not a little bit bigger than that. And yeah, I ended up exiting out of that company. Um, yeah. It's called Disruptive Advertising. Was there for seven or eight years, and that was an yeah. amazing experience as well. And then. You know, Rob, uh, I think it was actually Kevin hit me up and was like, hey, would you want to be on this this podcast? And I'm like, sure. And that's that's where Rob and I got connected one day. And I'll let you tell I'll let you tell your side of the story with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was hilarious because so uh, at the time, uh, Kevin, uh, uh, head of community at Triple Whale, wonderful human, um, we I, I told him, hey, man, just just find fucking cool people. I wa- I just want to talk to cool people. And I, my weeks are usually very front loaded, so by the time I get to Friday, I just I'm a vegetable. And I think <laughs> okay. he had scheduled us like on a Friday afternoon or whatever. I'm like, man, I don't it's like four, fucking
1: four o'clock your time. Yeah.
0: yeah, I was like, man, I don't want to fucking take this call. Oh my god, this is gonna be so terrible. Who is this guy? This big shot? Whatever. Like, okay, he seems like cool enough guy. I'll take the call. And then we absolutely just blasted off the mind meld was so strong and i was like hey dude are you looking for anything like and you were like actually and that it was just this really crazy uh happenstance of finding one of my best hires of all time and a really good friend um doing something i didn't want to do so there is a lesson <laughs> in that in uh you know do what you say and you'll get a lot of, of things out of that because uh yeah i mean you are a, a one of one fight and it was it was just so funny how that happened because yeah, I don't know if I'd do that today because <laughs> I get so tired all the time on Fridays. Uh, but yeah, so if you are searching for people, just just reach out, see if you vibe with them. and uh, Or at least that's how I hire anyways. Our vibe check was super, super high. And then you're obviously an intellectual monster as well. And I think you're very well suited to kind of early stage, growth stage. And we'll get into actually Buff next because that's what you're doing as well, where... Cool. Um, you can sit across and do not only the leadership but also step down to the ic role but i think the real magic that you have is you don't have a problem giving up ic stuff and managing people i found or at least myself included um it was really hard when i because basically my whole life i've either been an ic or i'm running my own little boutique agency where basically i have some answers but you know, everything is in my head, so I don't need systems, I don't need to share information, like, I, I am the information kind of thing. And I think you navigate that so well. And um, your ability to manage and motivate people is something that is, is truly special. And I think, you know, and this is actually a question for you, do you think leaders can learn that? Or do you think it's innate? Like in terms of inspiring people, commanding a room, like when you walk into a room, people listen to you. And I know other people that are incredible intellectual powerhouses, but they don't have that, that, that encapsulating aura, if that makes sense.
1: Um, I mean, I think it's definitely learned. I, I mean, I'm one that definitely feels that confidence is learned. Um, yeah. I think it's, you know, may, and maybe not even, well, sure, to learned. I think a lot of it comes just from experience, right? And not- That's well said not being afraid to like make that jump. I will say like I've learned a lot like I, on the the LDS mission that I brought up before, they have different like area leaders. So I mm-hmm. kind of went through like all of the different like leadership until I got to a position where I was actually over like all of Indiana. Yeah. And and it, interesting enough, the further up I went, the the more I was disliked. Um because I would never meet people where they were at. I always just like held them to the standard I felt like everyone needed to be Very and well so said. i think I think I've had some just good learnings over the years of like truly meeting people where they're at, and I think i don't know I was very, very dogmatic in every company I've been at, like with yeah. company culture and like this is the greatest company in the world, and almost it became like a religion and I think yeah. like letting go of that and actually just focusing on the person and like I don't know if this is the place they're going to be at for three years. Yep. But let's like just help them get where they need to be, regardless. And I think that's always served me well as like just removing the expectations from people. I mean, yep. obviously there's performance expectations always. Sure. But I, I'm just saying like the standard that I would have but just kind of like eliminating those to some degree and just helping them be the best version of themselves.
0: That's beautiful, man. Um candidly, that's where I fall over a lot in terms of my leadership style where um, I, I, dude, I only like to really mess with my lieutenants. Like uh, I, my generals and lieutenants; those are those are the people I interact with. Those are the people that I hired, and then anybody under that layer. Usually I'll just check them for the vibe, but it's that person, you know, it's that direct reports resource. I really could care less as long as they don't have any sort of existential, you know, things to the culture that I'm trying to build or to the team chemistry yeah. or things of that nature. But, um, yeah, you excel at that way more than I do because that, that is something I have yet to shake and it's definitely a toxic trait where, and it's definitely, they say, uh, great founders podcast, David Serna, where, uh, the father is imprinted on the son. My dad is like just hard charging, immigrant father, like just an <laughs> en- engineer, like just th- if you meet my dad, you'll understand why I'm so crazy. It, it, crazy in a good way, but just a little anecdote. When I was younger, he was on my, uh, he was our soccer coach because the US, if you're foreign, you're a- automatically good at soccer. And so like, you know <laughs> what I mean? You get thrown as a soccer coach and my dad was foreign um, and he just has no time for people that aren't elite. Or don't have 110% effort. And yep. uh, that is something that I still have not shaken. Like, he literally got kicked off our <laughs> as the coach because he was telling, like, you know, six, seven year olds, why are you, you suck? Well, you should be doing this, you know, like just very, uh, dad, they're seven years old, like fucking chill out. And so that's something that I'm still working on personally. And uh, I feel like you've mastered because I've seen you be able to manage and not only manage, I feel like manage is almost like a pejorative, but lead people to the promised land in the best way possible. And that promised land might be different for everybody. And I think that's something that is a really interesting distinction that you've brought up that I sometimes can lose, lose the forest for the trees where I'm just like, I just want to stack paper or get performance or this, that, and the other. And that was at Triple Whale, you made a huge impact on me there where team morale matters, dude. I, I was never a team morale guy. I was like, this is bullshit. This is just HR nonsense. Or But when you start running a team, it matters, man, having people rowing in the right direction, having people excited making sure that people's incentives are personally are still aligned with the company's incentives. And if they start to diverge, you know, have a conversation because I am also very much aligned with you where I don't want anybody to be working for me if they don't want to be here. Like, I want to run a small team of killers. And, like, if people don't, like, if that incentives diverge, like, I don't think people are right and wrong. I think people do what they're incentivized to do. And if people need to leave or they have a better offer or whatever, like, dude, I'm all for it, man. I, I think that that is something that I really stole from you and your leadership style is like, how can I empower these people to get towards those goals? And the more you know the question that person is trying to answer, this actually goes for managing up and down the better you can communicate because you know what they're trying to get at. And if you don't know what that question is that somebody's trying to answer, then it can be hard because you can either talk past people, you can talk around people, you can talk about things that just aren't applicable to them. So I, uh, yeah, man, I think that you've really coalesced into just, just one of the best leaders and managers. But- Okay, sonder pump-up okay. session over. But uh, <laughs> okay, now we can nerd out on uh, Buffed. So tell me all about Buffs because we, we, the Triple Whale team kind of spun down. You ended up leaving. You kind of took a little hiatus. We were kind of batting back and forth what your next move was going to be. And then you just jumped. So tell, tell people what the jump is because it is awesome. I'm actually drinking some right now.
1: Nice. Yeah, um, so... Buffed was something that I have been working on for over three years. Like I, I registered the company. Honestly, it's coming up on four years. So, um that's, oh, that's I didn't how long know it was
0: that marinating that long.
1: Yeah, it's been a it's been a concept for a really long time. Um, I mean, I think I've I've had the the first like run of our brand guideline was yeah three years ago. Is, like, no way. Yeah, well, you so you, been, you have
0: cart before the horse right now. Tell people what it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. sorry. So yeah, Buffed is a premium energy drink made with three organic mushrooms four nootropics, caffeine, B vitamins and electrolytes. So more or less, I was drinking two to three can energy drinks a day. And, you know, I I don't think you ever drink a can energy drink and actually like feel good about yourself.
0: Um, You you cliff or I almost always cliff like you're like, Oh my god, I feel so good. And then like an hour later, I'm like,
1: you're, you're down. Yeah. So so yeah, well, and that that's why I was drinking so many, right? Because I'd, I'd hit that spike and it feels good. And then all of a sudden I'm crashing. I'm like, dude, I need yeah. another one like three, yeah. four hours later, you know? And it's like, I don't know, not, not obviously great. And I had what I called next to me, my shame drawer, where I would drink them and then just store them, you know? And so I would just like be putting them in there. Yeah, I actually <laughs> put that in our pitch deck. So that's pretty um, good. That's yeah, pretty that's good. good. So yeah, I was. And so I just started experimenting, you know, with different mushroom supplements, nootropics, like what replacements are out there. And, and, you know, you get like a little like tingle brain buzz, you know, from those. Yeah. But you don't necessarily get like that caffeine spike. So I'm like, what, what happens if I start like marrying everything together? So I would just take all these different pills, including like a caffeine pill. You know, I was like, Oh, wow, this feels like, this is good. And I'm not having like this crazy crash afterwards, you know? And so, so I'm like, well, uh, but I do also miss like having that like flavor and just like something to drink like that routine, you know? And so, so yeah, that's, that's kind of then all of a sudden just started formulating over two years, different iterations of buff testing out different flavor houses and, you know, different flavors and all of that. And then funny enough, um, in November, 2022, I just completely pulled the plug on everything. You know, I was just like
0: Oh, I didn't know this.
1: Yeah. I'm like, this isn't it, because the brand was like super clean, just like I don't know, very like it's like a mesh of like premium. Oh, I do remember this.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, keep going.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was just like very premium and very just like clean, you know, yeah. like like you see with most like I wouldn't even say luxury, just premium brands, you know. Yep. yep. Um, and I'm just like, this is so uninspiring. So funny enough, when we were at the Whaley's in Austin. You know, and and I think everything kind of just like lined up. I was doing seventy five hard then as well, yeah. so I just kind of just like dialed in mentally. And this isn't to shit on anyone intentionally at the least. so I'll just throw out that caveat because I'm about to do that. Um, I, I just thought <laughs> with all due every, respect just about yeah, sorry. I mean, it is what it is. I just thought every brand that was there for the most part was so boring, right? Like their marketing was boring. Now there's there's for sure exceptions. Um, I'm not going to call out the exceptions, but right. I think, you know, that you, we can guess who they are. Um, but I was just like, and, and you had like liquid death everywhere, you yeah. know, like at that event. So yeah. I'm just like drinking liquid death because I'm like fully sober. Um, and I'm like, dude, what if with Buff's brand, we just go like crazy and just have yeah. fun. And like, I create everything that I've always wanted to create. And so yeah. that's kind of like the, I guess the antithesis of Buffed is like, I don't we just don't take ourselves seriously, and our marketing is crazy and out there and weird our That's branding so is, but at cool. the same time it's like still like polished, and you can like still tell it's like premium, yeah, so yeah, so that that was buffed and kind of how it was born, so yeah, we launched three months ago, um we're off to a you know a decent start, the first yeah. few months were a little slow, but you know we tripled revenue last month, we'll probably Let's double go. revenue you know from last month, so We're starting to really find like a good foundation, you know, getting on Amazon, getting our retail going. Um, Obviously, our e-commerce and subscription is like, you know, growing and building. So, yeah, yeah, it's been been fun.
0: Man, that's so cool. Yeah, you guys got to go. What is it? Buff.energy? Yeah,
1: Buff.energy is the URL.
0: B-U-F-F-E-D.energy. Dude, the branding is super, super cool. Um, You also have some really crazy merch coming out. How did you land on the product mix? Because you have two, and you actually have some pretty interesting anecdotes, which I don't agree with because I love both of them, but you have two kind of pillar flavors right now, right? Yeah. And
1: yeah. So we have the, we call it pineapple thrash. It's like a pineapple fruit punch. And then we have our venom berry. Yeah. We were originally just going to go with the pineapple, but I realized as we were testing it, I'm like, this is like super sweet. And it's like, and I was kind of just getting like sick of always having that amount of like sweetness. Everything's like sugar free, but yeah. Yeah, with the different sweeteners, we have three different like natural and artificial sweeteners in that one. Yep. And so it's really, really sweet. And I'm like, I need something that has like a little bit of like tartness. Yep. Um and so we just kind of went on like both sides of the spectrum where we have the super sweet and then oh, also that makes you know, sense now.
0: So kind of yeah. bookmarking the taste
1: of exactly. each. And,
0: yep. And then how did you back into the economics? Cause I love what you did. Cause you have like the little baby sticks and then you have the big monthly packs. Cause I have the two big monthly zip packs. Like how yep. did you think of, so now you have the product. And so people, people starting a brand, like you have the product. How much did the economics dictate like your pricing and packaging and things of that nature? Because it's perfect. Like the stick is great. I can take, like, I travel with them now. Um, it, it's awesome, but how did you, like, you don't have to go into the actual numbers, but and just, give me the thought process of like, okay, somebody actually decides they want to make a brand. They found the branding, they like the branding, they like the messaging, but now I got to get into the meat and potatoes of like, how, how do I make money? You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so like, like Rob said, um, we have, you know, we do things in stick packs now yeah. stick packs are a lot more expensive to do an initial run. Um, like if we, like, we like way more, like, you know, probably 10 to 15 times more expensive just because the MOQ is so much higher. So
0: that's minimum order quantity for people out there.
1: uh, Good good clarification.
0: Yeah, no, keep going though. This is great.
1: Yeah. So, so our MOQ with stick packs is 150,000 stick packs per flavor.
0: Not nothing. (laughs) Oh, per flavor. So you're talking about 300 K for the first run, essentially. Exactly. No, no. Yeah, stick packs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, a lot like, so for context, like if we were just to put, not do stick packs and just put things in like a pouch or, you know, a twist, the you know, with a scoop, like, yeah, yeah, tub. There we go. Um, you know, we, we could probably, usually like the MOQ on that is like 500 units. Right. So, right. we're talking 500 units versus 150,000. Right. And so, so for us, how we then approached it is, Everything we do with Buffed is approaching it to be a billion dollar brand. Like that's my Ooh, goal with Buffed is to approach it from that standpoint. And so I knew in order to do that, we're going to have to be in retail. It's not just going to be like a D2C e-commerce Tracking. play. It's going to yeah. be a lot bigger. And so we're like, what, what's like the smallest size we can go? Because at the same time, I don't want to sell individual sticks. Either. Yeah. So with Buffed, I mean, well, just with any mushroom or nootropic supplement, it takes time for your brain to start like filling that. You'll mm-hmm. notice you don't crash when you have yeah. the, the energy is like the one thing you will notice. So we knew there's a co- compounding effect to the product. So we wanted yeah. it at least to be six. So for us, since we're at least buying in this 150,000 stick packs, it's like, all right, we can charge a little bit more on our six pack box. So we actually yeah. have a better margin there. And so yeah. it doesn't hurt us as much. And then we have our 30 pack, which we can be kind of more like our value product, a lower cost per stick for the consumer. Yeah. And that's, you know, more for people who want to make like the bigger jump initially, or love the product from the six pack, you know, to go to that and save money. So even though our formula, you know, canned energy drinks cost about five to nine cents per energy drink is like what their costs are. And they charge really? close to three to 350 per yeah. can. And our formula, you know, is like 10 times more expensive than that Not yeah. to give away like too much on the yeah. unit economics. But you know and so we're we're not like obviously priced and we'll we'll have economies of scale like they do you know at yeah. some point which will help but yeah so that that's kind of how our our approach has been to you know the 30 and 6 pack and just overall
0: Dude, I love it. I love it. Okay, before we get into Firmout 5, the, the five questions I'll ask you, uh, what are you most excited about with Buffed? What's, I mean, the the new flavor, I don't know if you're allowed to talk about it, looks super cool. I'd love to hear about that. And then the merch looks amazing. If I don't get one of those hoodies, you're going to get stabbed. What are you most excited about? Because it, it feels like you're crossing the chasm a little bit, where that's always the challenge with starting something new is you can't look at lagging indicators, right? It's always leading indicators. What are the things that I can control? And then eventually those lagging indicators start like, oh, wow, we doubled our revenue. Oh, we tripled our revenue. Okay, cool. Things are starting to move now. But if you put that as your number one goal, it's, it's challenging, right? Because it's basically like, how do you be rich? Don't be poor. You're like, okay, that makes sense. But like, how do I action against that versus like, you're posting everywhere, like your ads are fantastic. Social feed on Insta is great. Like, what's the what's the next level up like what do you what are you super stoked about
1: yeah, yeah so you alluded to our next product that we should be launching in the next month or two um, it's called pump powder so one thing that we've heard from a lot of our customers is they use buffed as a pre-workout yeah um, but the difference between buffed and other pre-workouts is we actually don't have any of like you know l-citrulline beta alanine niacin like none of the yeah. things that kind of give you like that pump, you know, yep. which is like the citrulline or like, you know, beta alanine you feel like the tingles. Yeah. Um and so actually our next product what we're doing is it's you know it's just a pump powder that you add to your buff. Um oh, and so
0: Oh that's brilliant. So it's not a standalone.
1: It's a like a, a power up. Exactly. Yep. So oh. so that way you can still have buffed as like an energy drink. You know, because if you're sitting and working, you don't want like all those like tingles and like all yeah, that. You don't want the nice anxiousness. Thing, ain't it yeah. no, ain't it. <laughs> so, so so you can still have your buff you know as an energy drink um but then now with this pump powder you can obviously use it as a pre-workout and that's that's how i've been taking it for the last three months anyway is i just bought in bulk you know l-citrulline beta-alanine, uh,
0: uh, and and beta alanine so, yep, oh and you just juicing up the buff
1: that's interesting yeah. So yeah, so that that's going to be like our next product, and obviously that helps our customers consume it more as well, which I yes. think helps obviously increase our LTV. Um, and so yeah, so that that's our next product that I'm like super excited about. The branding is is pretty amazing, and it's amazing. Yeah, it will be, be. It's good. amazing. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. And then, yeah, you know, honestly, entrepreneurship is like a hard. It's definitely a hard game. You know, it's, it's
0: lonely like, too, dude. It is it so is. lonely.
1: It was so, it was very, very lonely. Like when we did our pre-launch and our launch, cause you have, I think just like a good learning lesson is just not have any expectations of anyone, but it's like all the people you thought would support you in your pre-launch or your launch, like actually never did. It's crazy. Like the amount of people I'm not even, you know, that close with that were high school, you know, friends or acquaintances, like them supporting me. And then people who like, you know, I would consider like my ride or die. You know, and yeah. Robbo was actually our our first uh, first push, our first baby. customer, first order. Let's um, So, but it's like you know, I've I've only known Robbo for like a year, year and a half. Well, yeah. I guess two years now. Yeah, you
0: know? ish. Yeah, give or take.
1: Yeah. So it's like so you know, someone like Robbo who I've only known for a couple of years versus people I've known my whole life. You know, so I think like yeah, it's just like a, a grind, and people want to trust. And then you know, the day in day out revenue definitely that that dopamine is real and exists it's like it's it's easy to be excited when you see the revenue you know you have those thousand dollar days or seven hundred dollar days or you know we we still haven't besides our pre-launch or our launch haven't like crossed like a three thousand dollar day yet you know so it's like um i think for us though what what we're finding is just the more consistent we are we're starting to find like our people so we're working with like awesome creators. We just had Javon Holland, who's the starting safety and captain for the Miami Dolphins yeah. at the Super Bowl at Radio Row with our product. We're finding like bigger streamers on Twitch are starting yeah. to reach out to us because they love our brand and messaging. So I just think with us, with brand being our moat, and that's where my founder and I bring like so much expertise, yeah. we're playing a much longer game. And so for us, it's just about being consistent no matter what the revenue is doing day beautiful
0: and day man a. that's beautiful yeah.
1: happens slower
0: than you think then faster than you think yeah. um okay firm out five are you ready ready okay if you could have a conversation with any historical figure dead or alive who'd it be and what would be the first question you ask them
1: um it'd definitely be steve jobs
0: interesting and what's the question
1: the question usually it's just like you know who, who'd you go to lunch or dinner with you know so <laughs> that's what you're gonna I, use
0: your one question on <laughs>
1: No, 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 no. No, I'm just saying that's like normally what the question itself is. I would say. uh, Oh, man, I would want to ask him something around like, how did he best unlock his genius day in and day out?
0: Ooh, that's really well said. That's a really good one. Um, I would say if I would answer for Steve Jobs, I would say he had or at least obviously I didn't know him, but he had an uncanny ability to focus. Like he said no to so many things that were he he had this line where it's like saying no to the dumb shit isn't that hard. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing, but what's hard is saying no to the really awesome stuff that's going to distract you from the main thing. And um, he he actually uh, railed on Johnny Ive a little bit about that, like in a in a playful way. But he would go and ask Johnny or this is a, a parable from the book where. We'd go ask Johnny Ive how many times he said no today, and if it wasn't enough, he'd be like, "You're not saying no enough. You need to be stay more focused." So, um, I love I, that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it's a strong, strong pick. Uh, what's the most unusual or interesting skill or hobby you have that most people don't know about?
1: I mean, I guess something that people don't know about, like I'm a I'm a huge competitive gamer. So.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. What's what do you get? What do you jump on the sticks? Are you PC Master Race I'm or are you PC. console?
1: Okay, yeah. what do you play? And I mean, and, and the sticks as well. I so funny enough, this week I deleted all my games because I, oh I got busy God. with Vermont with, uh, and uh, working on Buffed. I'm like, it's like building season. So it's like, yeah. I just need to like focus and dial in, you know? Yeah. But um, any first person shooter. So okay. I love Halo, Apex, Valorant, Counter I mean, Strike, that's things cool like up. that. I mean, I just grew up like competing my entire life, you yeah, know, whether same. it was football, basketball, baseball, it was like, everything was every day was a competition so video games became you know even early on when halo first dropped you know like system links every every day you know like because it was just so easy to pick up and just compete you know so it just gives me like that competitive feels like competitive itch i guess
0: yeah no i i I miss that competitive itch a lot and uh i just don't have the moderate like you have a very good moderator personality i am i am zero to 100 so I like I, I fall down the rabbit hole, uh, but I used to be it used to be quite the gamer as well. Um, nice. If you were stranded or deser- on a deserted island and could bring three items with you, what would they be and why?
1: My wife, number one.
0: Homer, pick love it. Love her new <laughs> hair, by the way. She looks fabulous.
1: She's throwing it back out. Um, I mean, just because I love her, and you know, it'd be nice to have a partner there. So. Of course think that would be one um i mean i feel like i would need like a like an axe or a knife or or something
0: strong strong some sort of survival tool i would be in
1: like unrealistic it's like hey man put like a a jw you know like marriott w hotel you know like can i (laughs) things you can carry can i go here things
0: things you can carry
1: yeah so yeah some some kind of like yeah something to hunt with something to you know chop cut um and then, I don't know, like some kind of like, probably like a tarp or like something to help with like shelter.
0: Oh my gosh, my man, the survivalist in you coming out. I love it. So no entertainment. The wife's all the entertainment you need, huh?
1: Yeah, I think, I think. well, I mean, if you're on a desert island, dude. You're just trying to survive. So fair I play. don't think there's any no room for entertainment.
0: Fair play, fair play. Um, okay, two more. Imagine you have a time machine. You can visit any era in history for a day. Where and when would you go, and what would you do during that time?
1: Oh, dude. Well, it's gonna get into like my woo-woo side, but I'm That's for sure of... going. I'm for sure going to Egypt.
0: Oh, so for sure. I, like peak I, Egypt back in the day.
1: Yeah, but I'm thinking like fifteen thousand years ago, like when yeah, they yeah. built the pyramids. Not yeah, like, yeah, yeah. not like this time period where they think like Cleopatra and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. yeah. Ancient Cle- civilization shit.
0: Yeah, is actually pretty quote unquote modern compared to the Egyptian stuff. Well, you just did uh, your Nile cruise with the wifey, right? You said it was many. Yeah, we, we
1: did two weeks in Egypt. Funny enough, it was the, the same month I stepped away from triple L well full time and went Oh perfect to a contractor. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, it was amazing. Amazing experience. Just two weeks going all over Egypt, did a Nile cruise. It was yeah, probably the best trip best trip I've ever been on
0: really that's high praise you've you've traveled a lot especially wifey goes bougie so that's that's very very that's very high price
1: yeah i mean we we'd wake up at like two or three in the morning every day and we would get like early access to all of like the temples and sites
0: oh that's actually pretty cool so you can just putz around with nobody there exactly that's actually that's pretty gas actually that's really gas um okay last question then we'll wrap it up what is your equation of excellence? What do you think excellence is a function of?
1: I would say, for me, it's resilience, discipline, and creativity.
0: Ooh, that's beautiful, man. That's real. I love that. No notes. Absolutely no notes. That's fantastic. Sonder, I knew this was going to be a banger, and it absolutely was. Uh, how can the people find you? How can they buy more buffed energy? How can they support you? This time is yours, my friend.
1: Yeah, I just follow follow Buffed Energy on on all the socials. It's just Buffed Energy, one word. Um, the gram
0: is so right? good. I love what yeah. you guys are doing over there. It's very fun to follow.
1: That's my creative outlet. Like, I don't know. I i struggle with, like, I, I'm definitely most active on, like, Instagram because I yeah. just feel like I can most organically share my life th- there. Where yeah. I feel like Twitter, I have to, like, pretend to be someone I'm not. And it's hard yeah. to be, like, authentic and show up there. Yeah. So, yeah. So follow Buffed. Buffed is, like, I think where where you really see like my creativity and where I kind of are still in this. So.
0: Amazing. Dude, one of my favorite humans. Thank you for making the time. Uh, people go to FirmatCommerce.com, go book a demo and tell my boss Rob has sent you so I can keep doing these podcasts for you. Also, we have a fantastic (laughs) newsletter that goes out every Friday called the geometry of growth. We do a bunch of really cool roundups of stores, products, content, podcasts, all that amazing stuff. And then we also have a sister show called D2C Hunter, um, where I do basically an analysis of the whole customer journey from pre-purchase to actual purchase to purchase to delivery to the unboxing so go check that out on our youtubes and then like sandy said go follow him on the instas and that's all we got for you, folks. Sandra, thank you so much again, dude. This is great. I'm all jacked up on my buff, though, now. Now I need to go, go do something or something. I'm excited <laughs> about the pre-workout, too. That's a really cool idea, of the power-up. I think that's a really smart way to do it. Uh, I love, love how you're building not only the experience but matching that with the economics. You're just, uh, you're just a one-on-one, dude, and I'm so happy you're in my life.
1: Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Rob. Likewise.
0: All right, folks, that's all we got for you. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe, like, do all the things to make this surface more. And then also on the Twitters at Robert Ray Hill, let me know if there is anything that you'd want me to change, improve, do different. This show is for you. And I want to make sure it is generate as much value for you as possible. And that's another one in the books. So bye.